Welcome to the Edge of NFT podcast with your hosts, Jeff Kelly, Ethan Janney, and Josh Krieger. We aim to bring you not only the top 1% of what's going on with NFTs today, but also what will stand the test of time. We explore the nuts and bolts in the business side and also the human element of how NFTs are changing the way we interact with the things we love. This podcast is for the futurists and dreamers, the disruptors and creators, the fans and connectors, and the makers and doers that are pumped about this ecosystem and driving where it goes next. Today's episode features guest Carmelo Milian, developer of Poka City, a new fully autonomous contract-based NFT platform that allows you to invest in virtual assets in the form of a virtual city. Carmelo has an extensive technical management experience, including over a decade with Microsoft as a senior IT operations consultant and as president and founder of OneCloud, which enables companies to optimize cloud management. Carmelo, welcome. Hey, thanks. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. Yeah, it's great to have you on the show, man. There's so much fun stuff happening in the world of blockchain these days. And I think virtual cities is one of those topics that we personally can't get enough of. Funny story is I learned about what you're up to when I was just looking for different virtual cities to actually participate in because I'm, I'm a fan of the concept. Mm -hmm. It really hit me smack over the head that you were doing something different. And when I saw sort of these virtual assets that you can buy in your city and then accrue revenue around, and it was like, whoa, okay. So a lot of these cities, people don't know what's going to happen and how they're going to actually make money or even if they will make money. And for you, it's just like right there, very clear value proposition. Was that intentional? Yes, definitely it was intentional. I mean, we wanted to build a virtual economy, right? And we thought about, you know, how about, you know, all these companies uh, like like uh, Roblox taking all my kids' money and uh, and not giving them back, right? All these games, they sell you a lot of stuff and you're spending and spending and spending, but you don't get a return or your return is just something that you cannot sell, you cannot make money off, you know? So we decided, you know, how about, if we have something, an economy, you know, something like like a mix of Roblox and and Grand Theft Auto without the violence, right? <laughs> something where people can feel that the money that they put in, they're gonna eventually get it back. It's, that's that's a, that's that's why we did it. I'm really excited to own a barbershop. I've always <laughs> wanted to own a barbershop. I remember growing up, like you know. The first barbershop I went to, you can't beat that, you know, neck hot towel shave. So I'm going to offer some special services in our barbershop. I hope that's okay with you. No, definitely. Definitely. I, I, it's, we, we're going to get very creative. I mean, one of the NFT assets, for example, the hot dog, the hot dog stands, right? So you're not going to be able to sell hot dogs, right? Because what you, you're not going to spend your good earned pork in a, in a virtual hot dog, right? So what we're going to do, for example, the hot dogs, they're going to be kind of like ticket scalpers, where you're going to be able to go to a hot dog stand and see what events are happening in Polka City and buy your tickets there. And the, the, the owner of that hot dog stand will, will get a, a little cut of the action, right? Kind of, you know... How does this all get conceived of? Is this all in your imagination? Is there a team of how many people? Like It's right here and the entire community. <laughs> no, I mean, the, the, one of the greatest things is that uh, we have a community that from the beginning has been 
on board with the idea. And I mean, you have no idea of the kind, the amount of ideas that I get, really, really good ideas and and strategies and everybody thinking. I mean, I think this this is becoming a monster and it's going to be very successful because of the ideas of the community. Can you talk about building a community from nothing into where it is now? Like, what was the process of that? How did you make that happen? Had you done that well, before? Well, you know, I believe building communities is actually pretty easy. But building a good community is hard because, I mean, if you want 10,000 or 20,000 people in your community, you can just do a airdrop or give away something for free and people will come all, all over and bounties and all this. And, you know, and then they're good for nothing. Uh, the only people taking away. But the good thing about our community is that our community are, I will say, 90% of every everyone in our community is people who has invested people who have put you know bought nfts and and they want to see they want to see success so that's how it is to build it up it wasn't i mean i'm not going to take that credit i will say you know that credit goes to noah in the community and, and fatih who they are in the industry and they've been doing cryptocurrency marketing for a long time and you know they did uh polka city uh the private sales sold in five minutes and the Pre-sale actually sold in 30 seconds. Wow. Crazy. The pre-sale was a crazy thing because, you know, so we launched the contract, everything is right. The zero time comes in. We're open. I'm a little bit nervous because I want to make sure that nothing's going wrong with the contract. We're live the first time. And I open the, the, the and I click and everything is pending. And I said, I'm, I'm what's going on? And the next thing, Noah pops a message were sold out and everything was there pending because it was, we were sold out in 30 seconds. And, and I never saw it. I never saw one transaction. Everything was way, way down the blockchain. Wow. <laughs> you know, what it was, an experience, it was, right? It was crazy. Yeah, it was crazy. So, so 30 seconds and, and, uh, that's when we knew, you know, we're going to make this thing happen. You know, when you get, uh, that back backing, you know, there's no reason why not make this happen. What was it about the the launch, the story, the community you were building, do you think that caused that to happen? Such a rapid sale, such passion for the project. I well, know those are Noah and Fatih's secrets. <laughs> no, no, I think the channels, you know, he already had the channels and he, he already knew the investor. He spoke, you know, he was he was warming up warming up the pre-sale and pre-sale for weeks before it, it actually happened, you know. So when this thing opened, everybody knew about, you know, this uh, NFT virtual economy. And they knew already that the NFTs were going to be giving very, very high APY. And, and that's one of our, our other things, right? So initially, we have, uh, so our max cap is, is 250 million, right? And uh, uh, that's going to be our total supply. And, and But, you know, out of that, 225, I believe, is all for, for, for the people who invest, you know. So basically, we made that pool that was last up to three years for all these people buying the NFTs to get their returns immediately, very fast, so that they feel comfortable in the platform, knowing that it's for a specific period of time. When that is gone, it's okay because by then we should be already in the game with the actual economy. 
Yeah, I've noticed this interesting style you've had with communicating updates to the community where you don't make promises you can't keep. No. But you give them sort of enough of the vision that they're excited. How it seems like you've put a lot of thought into the communication side. Could you talk a little bit more about that? Well, as you know, I worked for Microsoft for, for, for a while. And if you went to a customer and you tell them something, it needed to happen. So, I mean, I, I tell you a quick story. Uh, I had an account manager who went to a bank, uh, a known bank, and told them, you know what? We got, uh, back then it was um, SMS, right, from management of that. And the, and the bank needed, I need SMS to do this, 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 and that. Things that could not be done, that the product didn't deliver. And the company went there and said, yeah, we can do it. Guess what? It, it was my my customer and then my responsibility to make it happen. So I know the pain of having to deliver something that cannot be done. And therefore, I don't want to put myself in that situation. Yeah, that experience is so invaluable, right? So a yeah, lot of exactly, exactly. Don't have that history, right? When they're building projects. So yeah. while everything that we're doing, we have a lot of things going on that we don't announce because you know, they're like 20% probability or, you know, 50. We might start talking about it if we are in the 80s probability for it to happen. And still, same thing with due dates. We don't give due dates. We say soon or in this month or in this quarter. Even if we have something ready for tomorrow, we're going to tell you we're going to deliver it next week. Because you never know if something's going to happen. we rather, you know, overachieve a little bit by delivering earlier, a couple of days or something than to be late. If we are late, it's because the situation was hard. <laughs> and but but it, it, it gets done. Yeah, yeah. So never never promise something that you can deliver and have people clear. You know, it's ridiculous when people see so it, it comes to our, our platform and they see a, a, an FT with an APY of 300% a year, they go, whoa, 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 how can that be done? He said, yeah, it can be done, but only for X amount of time, right? It's not going to be, it's not something that is not sustainable. They go, well, that's not sustainable. You're right. It's not sustainable. It's going to be, it's going to be happening while for X amount. And, and we have a, a counter in our homepage that tells people the actual weeks of the current spend rate that will last them. So, you know, if you, if you buy an NFT, you look at that account and you go like, oh yeah, I can make my money back. Oh no, I, damn, it's too risky. It's not worth it doing to do it right now. You know, so. Yeah, I've noticed sort of some interesting dynamics in terms of what people have been purchasing and what they haven't. Like, for example, the art gallery, I think, brings great possibility and higher unknowns. And, and so far, you've sold one art gallery. I was waiting to see mm -hmm. when, when you would. Congratulations on that. <laughs> but yet, you know, people have sort of invested in hotels, mm -hmm. right? And someone bought a stadium. Looks like a lot of people are buying billboards and yachts. What has sort of surprised you around what people have purchased in abundance and maybe what 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 people have been more hesitant to invest in so far? The people are, are investing in, in the NFTs thinking, thinking short term. They're not, most of them are not thinking long term. For example, I mean, the NFT, the art gallery, you know, which is is one of my favorites, and not because it was my idea, but <laughs> it's one of my favorites because basically we're offering 
all these uh, holders piece of the business, right? Because a me- a meaningful piece, fifty yeah. percent of the business, or you know, and so if they own one art gallery, they get one twentieth of fifty percent. That's equity in your company, in a sense, right? With immediate profit sharing. Exactly, but another thing is, I mean, if only five galleries fail. You know, that's a bigger piece of the chunk because the 50% is going to those holders. It's not like they're going to get 120th or whatever. No, they, that, that 50% is going to be distributed among those holders. So, so then I guess the big question there, just to sort of focus on the art gallery is, there's a lot of NFT marketplaces. We have them on our show. There's new ones popping up every day. Why are people going to shop in your art gallery and how will that art gallery interact with open seas and other art galleries that are on web 3.0? Like what's going to make your art gallery work? Well, the, f- the first thing is that uh, in our art gallery, NFTs in total, right? Because uh, we will, our, the art gallery is just one category. You know, we have the 2Ds, the 3Ds, and we're going to have now the art, the, which are actually paints, paints and drawings, you know, and that kind of, uh, artistic uh, level so uh and we we already assigning one artist she's amazing she's she painted the pope and uh and beyonce and a couple of, of people who you know have paid her the pope she gave the paint and she delivered the paint uh, in, in, to him and everything is is, is red so i mean she's awesome an artist from brazil we're going to talk more about her soon when we launch it right so the idea is all these Art gallery holders are going to earn 50% of all the art sales. And the art sales, you know, can get crazy. They can be very expensive, especially when this is real art where the artist is going to paint. The artist is, after he sells it, it's going to stream the destruction of that paint. So, you know, it's going to be a one of one. It's not going to be one of, no, one of one period of, of those paints. And, and so, so that's, that's going to be, I think that's going to be re- really big in those terms. Um, did I answer your question? Because I think I went to the side and- Oh, uh, I was just curious, like what's going to be different about your NFT gallery versus oh. other sites? And, and I think you're going to have a marketplace soon. And I imagine there's some integration with OpenSeas or some other platforms. I was curious about that. I'll show you. I'll show, so so the, the differences are art or NFTs, you can sell them in OpenSea or any market. It doesn't matter, right? However- their art, you're not going to be able to put it in our in our marketplace just yet. Our marketplace is just for our NFTs, and the reason why is because you know right, we're going to be launching now the bridge where you're going to be able to claim your rewards either in in um, in Polk for Binance or Polk uh, Ethereum, and all the NFTs you're going to be able to purchase them either with. Pog, Binance, or Pog, Ethereum. So you're going to have that flexibility to choose where you want to lay, you know, where you want to be. And also, we're going to have a bridge separate where you can just move your your Pog or your NFTs from one chain to the other. And, you know, so I want to be an NFT in, in, in Binance. And then you realize, you know what, I could be making gas is crazy in, in, in Ethereum, but I could be making more money or the other way around. So, so you're going to be able to, to move. You're talking about long-term thinking. If I'm a, a person that, that wants to uh, do well in Polka City, uh, be a part of the community, but also see a return on my investment of time and effort and, mm-hmm. and resources, what else comes to mind when you think these are the plays that people should be thinking about, but they're not really looking at right now? 
Well, that's a great question. You know, we have some NFTs, right, that are more suitable for people with certain skill set or that, that are part of the business, uh, entertainment business, for example, like the stadiums. The stadiums are there to stream live sporting events, right? One of our account managers is thinking about making a partnership with another project that actually does sports streaming to see if they can, you know, partner with us and purchase that or, you know, or, or you know, they don't even have to pay it up front. They can, you know, start paying little by little with the profits or whatever so that they can stream those live events over there. So that so so that's the, the live events. The other one, the, the discos, right? The discos, you're going to be able to stream events also, but these are more like live concerts and entertainment and, you know, and, and that kind of stuff. So we have one of the owners who who is uh, big in, in the Austin, uh, Texas bar scene, and she's going to be streaming live entertainment from those bars into that place so that's going to be fun and probably charge you like one puck to get in you know whatever you know you just you know just just to do that so when you're doing those events then uh, if you own a disco you that's your business right you're going to be streaming and making money with that you should make you should do your own marketing too that's something you need to think we're going to do marketing stuff but you know so we've got a big business deal cooking up you're saying that we can sort of take our polka yacht out to the sea and do and invite our potential business partners onto the yacht and get some business done on the yacht and 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 sort of stream in some music and 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 all that type of stuff. Is that is that what's possible in Polka City in the future in your mind? So right now, that's a great great one too. So so right now, the 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 purpose of owning a yacht is so you can make money moving people from mainland to the island. And from the island to mainland, right? And we're going to do events and, and treasure hunts and stuff in the island. That's going to be a, a whole dynamic in that part on its own. So that's going to be, that's what we're thinking about the jacks. But, you know, the jacks are 3D. They're pretty spacious. You can fit up to 10 people and, and you know, they can be there. You can, you know, right now we don't have anything like that planned for like entertainment and all that. But those are the things and ideas that, you know, keep coming and in a future update, it could be done, right? But right now, it's a transportation thing. And you're going to see people there and you can chat, right? You're going to be in the water. You can talk every because the whole thing is social. Wherever you are, if you have somebody in in close proximity, you can talk and you can, uh, or you can, uh, you can uh, text to talk to the person that you want in private chat too. So that's the thing. So you can pick up some crypto trading tips from, from your neighbor. Oh, oh, definitely. Uh, you can strategize. You know, uh, let's go to this church hunt. You look on this side. You look on this one. And we share the. We share everything. <laughs> I want to ask, kind of, how long this has been in the works, and and also kind of on this at the same answering the same question. Like, what background are you bringing to this? Where, you know, this kind of surfaced itself as the idea you needed to pursue. Okay, so we've been talking about doing this since beginning of the year, and we actually, I think. We launched, we launched in, in February, end of February. So you pulled us together in like, you know, a month or something you're saying. Yes. This is incredible. Yes. <laughs> this is incredible. I thought you were going to say, oh, two years ago, we had this idea. No, 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 no. And, wow. no but you know, the game is coming out, the first, first release, end of the year. So it's, it took us, you know, 
a while if that's going to take longer. And that's just the first release. Uh, the first release is going to have, uh, you're going to be able to, to have the art galleries and the discos are going to be making, making uh, money. Then, the, then we're going to start doing other releases and monetize all the other assets and, and including them in the, in the, in the game. So we, you know, again, just to, just to get some background on this, we, we looked you up a little bit. You know, it's not easy to find a lot of information about you, you know, specifically out there already. So we're going to have the scoop on some things about, about Carmelo and, you know, how this all came to being, but yeah, like, uh, why do you feel like you were equipped to do that so quickly? Is it the connections that you had? Is it some experience that you had at Microsoft with their previous projects? You've been in crypto for a long time. Like what's the background I'm, there? I'm not equipped to do this. <laughs> I know the people who are equipped to doing it. That's why, yeah. <laughs> you know, they write, they write marketing guys, they write uh, uh, developers, you know, so it's about building the right team and making things happen. Right. I code, I understand code. I can read code and I know that, but I'm not a, the greatest code in the world. I'm more of a process person and I like to, to see things organized and, you know, make things happen i i i, I say um, my expertise is to make things happen but you know things are going to happen when they're realistic and we can accomplish them beautiful jeff you you've got a real estate background Carmelo basically saying he's like the head builder or what's the title that you would give that from a poker city perspective yeah man that's it's the it's the real estate developer right you have the fun <laughs> And you have this massive team of people that come together to make something happen. It's definitely that real estate developer background, or in your case, all the technical kind of know-how and uh, you know what you don't know, right? Which is is an yes, important exactly, thing. Exactly, exactly. Uh, I know enough, a, a lot of things to to get in trouble and I get the right people so that I don't. <laughs> right on. And so in, in terms of NFTs, what are you interested in outside of Poker City? Have you been keeping your eye on anything? Have you been buying them up? Are you mostly just facilitating? What What are you uh, involved with? I'm not involved in anything else NFT but Poker City. When I snoop around, it's just to learn, you know, to see how they do things like OpenSea, you know, how, they, how are they doing this? How are they doing all this uh, bidding and taking all everybody's money and then you know releasing it or that kind of mechanics that they're doing that that, that to consider them for our business. I don't like it, <laughs> but I learn it, you know, and and, and try and, and try to figure out. Uh, and when we want to do something, okay, so how is the, how are, are how are these people doing it? How are they doing it? You know, and and, and learning. And w- one of the thing, one of the things that um that I do is that I always need to be learning something. Always. If I'm not learning, reading something or taking an online class on something or learning something, I feel like I'm wasting, wasting oxygen, <laughs> you know? So, so I always need to learn something. So in terms of NFTs, I'm not involved. I'm not investing in any other NFT or nothing like that, but I, but I, but I study them to learn how they're doing things. I think it's so interesting to have your outside Microsoft industry perspective combined with this new sort of playground, right? I get the sense that you're trying to figure out how to make things better on a very rapid scale. What's the gameplay experience going to be like in the future? You talked a little bit about discos and art galleries. 
uh, is this a desktop experience? Is this a mobile experience? Like, what can people expect in the first iteration? I think you might show us a demo at some point later, but give our listeners a feel for what what the experience will be like initially and then down the road. Well, in, in terms of the game, it's going to be a, a desktop game for, for you know PC, Mac, and, and Linux, but it's going to be an install. The reason for this is because all these NFTs, they, all these graphics, 3D, I mean, they go... They're high quality. I, I want this to look good. If we do browser enable, it's, it's not going to have the performance we need. And, and, and we're not ready to do mobile either because of that, that reason. In the future, when our game is, you know, you know, we can call it final, you know, and, and it's right there and we start thinking about a second version, then that second version, we can take longer, you know, and, and go mobile too. Uh, and, you know, but initially, it will take us too long to do also mobile and, and go that way. So it's just going to be a, a desktop. And what will they be able to to do in the disco, in the art galleries? What's what's the user experience going to look like? So the disco is going to be a place where you can go in and, and, and network with other people. You're going to have different levels, you know, uh, because we don't want people. I mean, if, if 10,000 pe- 10, people come into the gallery, you, don't, you cannot have 10,000 people in one room because it's going to, you know, it's never so what we're going to do is we're going to have a limit of people per room and when that one is full we're going to do another and another and another one and this is going to have the same experience with the same streaming same entertainment same music but you know different groups so in the disco you're going to be able to enjoy whatever the, the, they're streaming and also you're going to be able to network and talk to other people it you know, definitely feels world. like the miami vibe right like you're from miami we got <laughs> disco tech is in art like if that isn't Miami, I don't know what is. <laughs> so, yeah, so you just gotta you gotta get the Art Bazel guys to uh, let you host uh, some parties in in Poca City. And yeah, yeah, we we will be great to be doing a live disco in a live disco in Miami. Nice. Carmelo, <laughs> yeah, so, do you envision a world, man, where y- your world intersects with other virtual worlds, like a, a interoperable, not just with the NFTs themselves, but like in the metaverse? Do you see partnerships forming? Is that on the roadmap in the future? I see it. I, I definitely see it. I don't know how yet, but I see it. I see it. It's, it's something that, that we cannot focus on right now. In terms of the NFTs and the Token and all that is, you know, it's going to be multi-change and, you know, it's going to be um, Ethereum, it's going to be uh, Polkadot and, and and Binance. So so you're going to have all that flexibility and we keep adding as needed. And if it's if it's worth it and we, we, we you know, there's a market for it, we'll, we'll keep doing that. So in, in that terms, yeah, but in the game, that's the complexity on that is something we cannot think about it right now. Yeah, focus on the goodness that you have in front yeah, of you right we now. Gotta, we got to make things happen. Then we can, you know, do that, you know. But, you know, we we don't want we, we want to make something good, stable and, you know, and enjoyable by, by the community. That's a ambitious to go all three chains. We haven't seen I haven't seen that yet. And, you know, I know there's also Polygon. Some people refer to it as, as Matic. It's old name. What made you decide to integrate three chains and how has that impacted your your technology roadmap and the nuances of the gameplay? So in terms of the, the gameplay, it doesn't matter because when you're in the gameplay and you're going to buy something, it's going to be kind of like a click through which it's going to take you off the game into the browser to do your transaction. 
all the transactions are going to be outside the game. The reason why, because we, of security, we want to maintain, we don't want to download the game running everywhere and people trying to hack us to the game. So it's going to be a click through where it's, where it's going to authenticate with MetaMask and it's going to go that route like we're doing right now. In uh, terms of, of the bridge that we're doing and all that is because, I mean, the gas prices are crazy and people, you know, people buy an asset because they want, they want to enjoy their, their returns. And they, they find that, you know, spending so much in gas and, you know, gives them second thoughts. So people want it, you know, let's do Binance. Binance is cheap and Binance is, Binance is a clone of Ethereum, right? Don't let them hear that, but, you know, <laughs> it's the same thing. So in terms of the technology and making things happen, it's not hard. If you can do it in Ethereum, you can do it in Binance. And then what we're doing, we're moving, for example, if you're going to move something from, from uh, Ethereum to POC, is basically your POC is going to be locked in a safe and you're going to get your tokens minted in, in Binance. You just stressed out a bunch of CEOs of other blockchain games because now their community is going to say, well, Carmelo said it's not that hard, so why are you doing it? <laughs> it's not that hard. It's just you're going to, it's, you're going to lock and releasing one side, log and release on the other one. And that's it, you know, moving around. The only problem, uh, uh, the only thing is gas. So, you know, people are in one chain and they want to send to the other. And to receive that token over there, it's going to cost gas. And so how much, how do you know? Oh, you know, so then you have to estimate, you're going to have to have APYs on the, uh, you know, and you're going to have to do all these things in the back end to make sure that you can do this smoothly. It's not rocket science, you know. It's, we're do, we, we already did it. We're testing it. It's ready to release. We're enjoying it. And it, it's going to happen. And, and at least it, yeah, humble. at least in your world, you've got these electric cars and electric car chargers. So uh, at least in the <laughs> virtual world, life, life is more planet friendly. So it's great to see you thinking about that stuff. I don't know, guys. I'd love to see the. I'd love to see the demo. We talked about it uh, before before we went live. Carmelo, would you would you indulge us? Sure, sure. Let me. I'm gonna. I'm gonna share my screen. Remember, this is a demo of a test environment. So this we'll means rip it to pieces. The <laughs> ready for the ropes. <laughs> it means that. Um, let me see. Share screen. Share. All, All right. right. So, so Carmel is going to give us a demo of Polka City 2.0 coming out soon, right? Coming out pretty soon. <laughs> we actually were waiting for for the audit to complete. We, we're auditing the 2D NFT contract, the 3D NFT contract, the actual Polk token again, and the marketplace. Once all those uh, certificate uh, audits are out, we're going to be launching the website with all with all these things. Awesome. So, so you heard it here first, folks. May seventeenth, it's going to be live. So coming out, I'm kidding. <laughs> no dates. No wow. dates, folks. <laughs> let, me, let me look at my calendar. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> so uh, the marketplace is basically where you're going to be able to every time you go to you know your assets. Let's go to your my assets page, right? This is how the, the my assets page is going to look now. You know, if you want to sell this asset that belongs to you and you click sale, it's basically it's just going to uh, turn it into cancel over here. It's going to give you a, a, a pop-up window that tells you if you're going to sell for, for Binance or for Ethereum token. 
And then it's just going to send it to the marketplace, which is another tile over there where people can just click buy. Here, so you see how things are changing, right? So, so when you um, now the staking is different. No more of the staking thing that's going on right now. It's going to be different, and then you can claim. When you claim, if you click claim here, it's going to open a pop-up where it's going to tell you claim to your Ethereum chain or claim to your Binance chain. So you're going to be able to choose where you want to claim to, and go that way. So you know, you because of gas or whatever. You're also going to be able to stake your earnings. You got a minimum stake amount. This is for demo purposes only, right? So it's like 1000 and then you can hear, hey, so I'm going to stake for one month, I'm going to stake for three months, or I'm going to stake for six months. Depending on the stake you choose is the NFT you're going to get. But guess what? You're going to get the NFT immediately. So let's say you have your advance and you click, I want to stake for a Lambo. Your tokens are going to be locked for three months and you get the Lambo instantly. That's cool. And so you get your Lambo and then you stake. And when the stake ends in three months, your tokens are going to start released, but they're going to release at a 20% rate per month. The reason for this is because we want to slow down, you know, the sell off and people, you know, selling large amounts of tokens. You're going to get it back, but it's going to get it back in a, in a, in a, in a different rate. And so that's how it's going to, the, the staking earnings are going to work from now on. And then, and then it's going to allow you, you know, to just do your claims in multi-wallet, claim wherever you want to go. And, I think uh, that's really smart. A lot of projects are struggling with these uh, short-term minded community members that are buying and selling really quickly and moving on to the next project. Exactly. Exactly. So, so from now on, if, if you either claim or your stake and the stake is going to be, you know, it's going to, you're going to get a, a basically a free NFT for your stake. And then we have also the bridge, which you're going to launch. The bridge is basically, you're going to be able to choose the amount you're going to, to be sending to final destination wallet. In this case, we're sending to Binance. You're going to put here your Binance wallet. Uh, we got, you know, we're gonna have videos explaining this because, you know, you need to have your MetaMask in Ethereum because you're sending, right? But you're gonna have to have your receiving wallet here of your Binance wallet, or you click, you know, you can click here to change direction which way you're sending, sending uh, one way and just, you know, go to cross chain. This is how 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 that's gonna be looking like. The new assets. So this is the new assets that how how we're gonna be selling, you know, like. The marketplace on the other side, but here, you know, you're going to be able to, and it's updating the data here. It's not online right now, but this is where you're going to see the amount of balance left and, uh, and you know, and, and, and all the additional information you need for your buying. And, you, you know, you want to customize your shopper. You guys are familiar with this, this thing. You can, you know, customize, you know, your, your drone and, you know, and buy. And yeah, definitely it's, it's not connected because it's not, it's not, it's not executing. But this, the process from here is the same. It's the same as, as always. And the marketplace, which is, which is, is, is not online, but you know, here you're going to be able to see your assets, you know, and buy the one that at the price that the, the, the seller stated. The marketplace, uh, uh, for for new assets, it's good to mention also, which is you know you're gonna have here. These are the 3Ds, but you're gonna have your 2Ds, which are 
for a while until they are, are you know they're gone and then you're going to have the same thing for for the art nfts and the so, art nfts uh, they're going to include a bio of the artist a short video of the artist and then uh, you know the terms of, of of the sale are you phasing out 2d altogether and moving to three yes Yes, we are facing out to the all together, and and eventually the actual to the assets, we're going to swap them for three D also. You'll swap out the assets the folks own in two D, to three D. Yeah, two Ds are going to be you know the same taxi, but it's going to be a three D version that 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 you're going to have inside the game. Awesome. So this is you know this is a new site is coming out. You're going we're going to be doing videos for everything now. How to do everything video because I mean the same question keeps coming every time same question same question so we're gonna have some videos now explaining from the sales to 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 every every point. Yeah, that makes everything so much easier when people can just click through and see exactly how mm-hmm. to do it. Yeah. Yep. Definitely. Definitely. I mean, you got any questions about this? This looks really amazing, man. Yeah, can't wait for that launch. We can get in there and play around a little bit and, and scoop up some more uh, goodies. <laughs> yeah, I guess one one question I'm sure our audience is is curious about is how do they make good decisions around uh, what to purchase if they are long term oriented? Like, what obviously there's new assets coming out on the platform all the time, and there's a lot of different features and functionalities of different assets. But what's the mentality that that someone should have when they're looking at Poker City and deciding what to buy? Okay, and you know, and th- that's a great question. And the reason I understand when people have that question is because I don't think we're doing, we have done a complete job on, of, of people understanding the power of their NFTs when the game comes out. We are, you know, we, we already hired, uh, we did already the, the design phase of the game and we're actually now launching the development of the game uh, with the company that we hired. We're going to announce that pretty soon. And we're going to do a game roadmap where people are going to be able to see what's happening in terms of the development of the game and what features are going to come out by dates and all of this. And uh, we're also going to have uh, the NFT uh, features. We have, we have People know the features, right? But we're going to have more samples of the, their usage, right? Because, I mean, we want, we, we want people to be creative. We're going to give the NFTs, we're going to give them the functionality, and cake from there, you know, can can use their own uh, imagination to build stuff, right? So, we, like the club, we're gonna do streaming, and you're gonna be streaming live events. But you know, maybe somebody wants to have their club stream, I don't know, counseling for for doggy holders, <laughs> that kind of stuff. <laughs> and you know, we can they can do their own thing. They're gonna have a streaming platform to do whatever it can be youtube channels going on over there it can be it can be your podcast in a club you know it can be anything anything like that so we want to we're going to do the tools the art gallery for example is basically going to be a place where you where you're in you socialize and you look around walls and you're actually going to see the arts in the walls and you click to buy them if you're interested so every every art that is for sale is going to be inside the game in the art gallery for people to look at. Cannot wait to see this thing. And the shopping malls, the shopping malls uh, is, is going to be even easier to monetize. The way the shopping malls are going to be is uh, we're going to, uh, we're going to do uh, 
an example, an Amazon reseller account that you can connect into the platform and go click through and put merchandise wow. pictures and, and people can just uh, go buy in Amazon and, and, you know, do their reselling account over there. That kind of stuff. So to your kid, you mentioned you have more than one kid or how many kids? I got you have? Four. Four. Now do they, that's, that's why they I'm have working like, a lot. Do they have taxi cabs? Do they have barbershops? Like, do your kids oh, have no. these or what? No, 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 no. So, so my 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 kids, my oldest kid is twenty six, and then my youngest one is is nine. And the oldest one is, you know, it's like, hey, back, and I can you give me some pork? I said, I don't want pork. <laughs> talking about can I get an NFT? Buy it, yeah. And the other one is, you know. My daughter is, why can you tell me what doggy is, Dutch, what Dutch is, you know, what's that? I'm like, oh, you know, forget about Dutch, you know, that's, that's, that's nothing, you know. <laughs> if you want to invest, you know, I tell people, if you want to invest, invest in the, you know, top 10 market, coin market cap listing, but with caution, I mean, I, I, I don't, um, it, it's, it's a risk. Everything is a risk in, in cryptocurrency. Except Poker and, City. <laughs> no, I tell people, you know, they ask me, why did the token goes, you know, the price is going down or it goes down, whatever, you know, it's, it's, it's like everything, you know, you don't know. We, they call me, which one should I invest in, in, in a hot dog? And I said, you know, it's up to you what's going on over there. I cannot tell you. But because if I tell them, it, I mean, the, the right answer is yes, you know, buy a hotel right now. <laughs> but, but that would not be right. You know, I don't know your situation. I don't know. You know, I don't understand. You know, everything is a risk. I always tell people that when you invest in cryptocurrency, you invest money you're willing to lose. Period. That's the best thing. And it works. I mean, I bought BTC because I was willing to lose it and turn out good. Ethereum, you you know you bought Ethereum at six at nine hundred dollars the other day, it was nine hundred dollars the other day, willing to lose it. Wow, this is you know look at it today. But then again, like another thing, if you bought Bitcoin at six hundred dollars, right, and you have ten Bitcoin of, uh, that you bought at six hundred dollars right now, you're not rich. You don't have nothing until you sell it. That's a fact. You don't have nothing. <laughs> so it's, it's, you know, yeah. it doesn't matter. Well, folks, go to polkacity.io, right, to uh, to play around in there, get to know it a little bit, and then we'll be uh, looking forward to the next version coming out. Meantime, Carmela, we, we'd love to learn a little bit more about you personally and subject you to our edge quick hitters. Are you down? Let's do it. All right. So, again, they're just a fun no. quick way. i'm practicing (laughs) keep working on that one man yeah for sure yeah fun quick way to get to know you man we're looking for like one or a few word answers but feel free to expand if you feel the urge okay all right all right here we go all right number one what's the first thing you ever purchased in your life a pack of m&ms m&ms chocolate man yeah with my mom's money with you. Oh, okay. Got it. <laughs> Good spend. What's the first thing you ever sold in your life? I sold a, a car for $600. That's the same price I sold my first car for. <laughs> it cost me 900 
And that's cheaper <laughs> and, than and, the car and, I bought in uh, Polka City, actually. So, yeah. And a year later, and a year later, I sold it for 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 three hundred dollars less. I mean, it was <laughs> it had no floor in the back seat, and it was <laughs> sounds like was some of my crypto grabbing. buys. Well, yeah. you know, it was it, it was my first buy uh, a, a car and sell. It was oh man, it was. I can't believe it. I was, uh, uh, I can't believe uh, uh, the, the girlfriend had at that time got on that car. I just couldn't believe it. <laughs> oh, for better transactions. You have the personality. <laughs> All right. Number three, what's the most recent thing you purchased? Guitar strings. Ah, musician. Guitar strings. We should be requesting a serenade. Uh, uh, man, uh, you don't want to be put through that. Remember I told you I always have to be learning something. So... You're just so in for, process. For my birthday, I got a, a guitar from from my wife, and I'm learning. So I mean, I, I can start doing some Reha Chili Pepper tunes and you know that kind of stuff, but nothing. I, I would you won't even give me a beer for it. No poker city. So so, so so you're gonna be uh, amateur night and talent show at Poker City where where there's no there's no cover charge. Yeah, I'm going to be paying people to go watch me. <laughs> <laughs> Hilarious. All right. Hey, so what's the, what's the most recent thing you sold? A golf club, a golf driver. Nice. Yeah. I, I sold it so, I, so that I can buy a new one. Yeah. Moving from golf to, uh, to the get fiddle. I got it. <laughs> Number five, what's your most prized possession? My family. I would say my family is, it has no price. So that's the prices. Here, here. Yeah. Number six, if you could buy anything in the world that is currently for sale, what would it be? Anything in the world that's currently, oh man, I'll buy one of those uh, boats that you don't need to hit land ever. You know, kind yeah. of like the, kind of like the, the Bill Gates boat or, you know, like, you know, like a city boy that you can just. Well, that's good. If Miami goes underwater, you'll you'll have you'll have exactly. an option. Exactly, exactly. That's that's <laughs> if I can buy anything, I'll buy that. I'll buy that. Maybe a glimpse into uh, the next uh, release of assets in Polka City. Houseboat. Uh, <laughs> <that's it. laughs> All right, switching gears a little bit, brother. Number seven. If you could pass on one personality trait of yours to the next generation, what would it be? I would probably say to understand that there's always the next try no matter the situation there's always the next try it's, it's, the, the last try is when you die <laughs> you know so if, if it's in business relationships or anything that fails or, or does not go the way you want it there's always another try we would lean startup agile development perspective yeah That's <laughs> awesome number eight if you could eliminate one trait of yours from the next generation, what would it be? Hmm. That's a good one. I would probably say that's a tricky one. Eliminate one. I would say, you know what? I would probably say being uh, too careless. You know, I can be in, in the wrong place at the wrong moment with the wrong people and still trust them <laughs> how we know? got you on this podcast brother oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah so, so too trusting uh no i'm telling you i mean i when I, i'll give you a quick example i was with microsoft and uh traveled a lot and i was in california on a business trip and i'm in a in a bar 
and then I meet some people, we're hanging out, and then they, they, they said, we're going to go to another one, and I got them on my car. And uh, on the way there on my car, one of them guys went nuts. You know, he went nuts. He got crazy. He wanted to say, he started saying things, you know, I can knock you out with one punch. <laughs> that kind of crazy things. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? So I tell the guy, you know, chill out. Let's go get some beers. And I stopped in a, in a gas station. He got out to get the beers. And when he got out, I just took off. It's like, what's going on? <laughs> Josh, wait a minute. This sounds a lot like the guy we met in Puerto Rico in the crypto community that just wanted to get, he just wanted us to fight. He was smart, begging. man. That's some street smarts there. Oh, That's, man. Yeah. yeah, man. Well, I'll tell you what, being kind and, uh, and relationship oriented, I'd rather be on the side of it that you are than the other side, brother. So appreciate that, <laughs> that answer, though. All right, cool. A little easier question. Number nine, what did you do just before joining us on the podcast? Oh, I was getting the red, the next NFT ready and launching it. And we just did, we did the, the motorcycle. Nice. Ooh. The Polka Moto. Got my eye on that. That's hot. Nice. Yep. And last one, it's, number 10, what are you going to do after the podcast? I'm going to probably, oh, I'm going to have to get ready to buy some groceries because my wife wants barbecue today <laughs> little barbacoa always good for yeah. that uh, it's she beautiful wants- i don't i'm up here in sarasota florida it's beautiful up here uh, oh yeah sounds like it might be the same in miami yep, today. pretty pretty nice here all right well that's edge quick hitters man thanks uh, for indulging us and next wanna- on the on no, next on the agenda is uh, hot topics yeah yeah let's do it got a, got a few extra carmel sure sure go on bring it <laughs> Tell me about the word chugi, Carmelo. Are you aware of this term? What apparently, the hell is that? Do you so apparently the word uh, according to CNET, the word chugi, am I pronouncing that correctly, Jeff? Is being sold as yes. an NFT. Oh, Don't just yeah, be yeah, chugi, yeah. own chugi. <laughs> Asking how to pronounce chugi is chugi. So that sounds perfect. perfect for me. <laughs> selling a word, selling an word as an NFT. You know how much money you own that guy right now for saying that word? have to pay some licensing fees like literally i think the folks that said that they came up with it in 2013 they said they came up with this term and you know to describe the old fogey millennials right this is gen z so i actually actually so i'll have to ask your son if he falls in the category of being an older millennial is he if i ask him later on when you see him is he a chuggy or not is he a sugar? And I will ask him. Let me, you know, I, I'm gonna write that down. A sugar. I'm gonna ask him. But you know, I think selling an NFT sugar. I think it's a great idea. But you know, uh, I just want to say this out loud for the listener and everything because I was not aware of this term, and that maybe makes me chuggy. But it's Gen Z slang, popular on social media in general and TikTok in particular, and it's used to describe the sort of millennial pejoratively as kind of I'm not having a clue. By the by, the oh, Gen Z generation. Oh well, I'm not going to say that because we got many of them in our community. <laughs> so we have a we have a bunch of chuggies. <laughs> so well, you know, my wife is a chuggie. No, much, but not that type. <laughs> no, no. I think it's a great idea that these guys are sending that word 
in NFT because it brings me, it makes me think, you know, how many people are like copywriting terms or trademarks? Trademarks, exactly. So, what's a trademark? A trademark is a document that tells you that word is or that term or whatever belongs to you and is legal. So, why not do, in, do them in NFTs? In an NFT, you can have the art, you can have the audio, you can have the video, you can have anything. Forget about paying somebody for, for a trademark a lot of money when you can probably make it make it happen for less in an NFT. Yeah, I mean, if you have some tie to the word, like this guy you know, claims it was him and his friends that mm-hmm. developed it, you have that opportunity to reap the mm-hmm. rewards of your efforts or all these memes we keep talking about it every week. If you want to call... Meme, yeah. Everything. If you want to call your business the, the Shugi, it, it, you have the rights, you know, the, the person who owns that NFT has the right to do that. Josh. And if there's a, if, and if there's a p- dispute with another business, guess what? Here's the NFT and it has the date and it has when I purchased it and it has how much and it has everything. Chuggy hot dog stand, Josh. That's the move. There's, some, <laughs> there's something there. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah, the question yeah. is too, is it overlap? You know, do you have to get the, the trademark and the NFT and, and will these two things merge one day? But that's, that's a longer conversation. Yeah, I'm going exactly. to move on to the next piece of news here, which I think is quite relevant. Having talked to Carmelo about his process of promising and delivering about how he likes to sort of under promise and over deliver as opposed to kind of leading people on. The next piece of news, it's May 10th today as we record this. And on the 5th of May, Gary V had said that he was going to launch V Friends and that had been delayed. And it's it's still delayed to this to this day. Is that correct? We're still yeah, waiting on it? There's a date yet. Yep. Yeah, I wanted I wanted to be a V friend. What what happened there, guys? Well yeah, I mean there's people. I mean it, what's crazy about it is that they just spent so much time getting people prepared to spend their their money, you know, and, and the whole posting around it was just like, here's how you get your MetaMask wallet set up. Here's how you get your ETH in there, all of that stuff. And to be honest, it's kind of, I don't know if this affects anything, but, you know, the price of ETH has like gone up pretty considerably just in five days and maybe gas fees are higher and uh, mm-hmm. it definitely affects, it, it affects the whole prospect of this. But yeah, Jeff, what were you going to say? Or, or Josh, go ahead. Well, I do like the fact that he said this is 100% on me, and I apologize to anyone who's disappointed. I do appreciate that he owned it. I still think it's a challenge fundamentally for the ecosystem he's building because now there's this lingering thought in everyone's mind, what else is going to be delayed down the road? I don't know. What do you think, Carmelo? I mean, this is a pretty big deal, changing the initial launch date several times. Several times. I mean, I feel for him, right? <laughs> I'm not in his shoes to see exactly why the, why the delays, and I don't know what the delays are, but, you know, that's that's the danger of, you know, not giving you that extra cushion for when things like this happen. And, I mean, when you do a due date, you got to admit it because, I mean, next time they want to launch another feature or they want to do something else, people are going to be hesitant, you know, they, they're going to know, you know, they, that can happen. One thing I will say is they have been very communicative throughout this entire process, telling people exactly what's going on and when, even with the delay. Now they thought they were going to be able to launch within, I think, 24 to 48 hours after the delay and it got further and further. But the one thing I did appreciate about it overall is that they were at least communicating. I've been involved with projects or followed projects where they missed the deadline. You just don't hear anything. And you don't even know what's going on, mm-hmm. you know, for a couple of days even. 
which is really frustrating, you know, and the other part to me is not only did he take accountability, but clearly it's not a hundred percent on Gary V. You know, if there's team members working on things there are probably a couple of things that got missed, whatever, but he kind of taking that responsibility on his shoulders and he's given his team permission to go to try and fail and improve and iterate and focus on the task at hand, not the past, not a mistake or whatever happened. Right. One good thing is it's better to have a product that is late than a product that doesn't work or that is unsecure and that you launch a product and then you get hackers all over it and lose your shirt. Right. So if he delayed more than once, there must be a good reason for it. And let's wait for a good product. I do think that the blockchain community is aware of the nascent nature of this technology and maybe has a little bit more tolerance for delays. I think there's been delays on a number of projects recently. And we do have to remember this is this is new. All this is is new. And so mm-hmm. Hopefully folks that are part of the community and excited about the future are somewhat understanding when these things do happen. Yeah, it will be interesting to see what, how, how it all pans out when it comes out. But yeah, definitely echo things you guys said. It's the whole Jocko Willink uh, extreme ownership attitude. Okay, this is my thing. He definitely could have he definitely could have claimed that it was somebody else's fault or kind of pin, pinned it on somebody else. All right, next, shall we hit the next uh, piece of news? Do it. What is it? What Let's is do it? it. Well, the next piece of news, Carmelo, is that there's an article listing eight kooky new NFTs, like NFTs jumping on the NFT craze, including a stick and the dog that wants the stick, I guess. There's a Pringles NFT for uh, like some sort of like a golden virtual flavor. You can NFT your farts. We'll get to a few more after that. <laughs> wow. What, what, which which of those is most appealing to you, Carmelo? Which one would you? <laughs> <laughs> wow. I think I'll go for the for the Pringles NFT. Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. At least it's affiliated with the major you, brand. You know, it, exactly. it's got it, it's got the golden sort of facade, and and people can't resist that. Last week we talked about the golden apes in the board ape yacht club there's something that have the golden fur there's something about you know putting a, a nice coat of gold on on something else that that just is exciting you know i don't i don't know what it is though i guess is there we gotta have a golden lambo right oh definitely hold on josh you're a dog definitely. lover you know you're always a sucker for for doggy kisses right we know that and so <laughs> You know, I think they're they're playing on people's emotions a little bit. There's a photo of this dog that went and fetched a particular twig, and then they took a photo of it, and then they're making the NFT of the twig that the dog fetched, you know? So if it's a cute dog, I don't know. Maybe there's maybe there's value there. I think some people are buying this or bidding on it. Is it is it a famous dog, though, Jeff? Is it like a special dog? Was it a dog that's in a, a commercial? Is it la- like a, you know, if it was Lassie's twig, that would be different in my mind. Yeah, you bring up a good point. I don't think this dog is famous for anything other than getting this twig. But well, I, I think their owner should buy that NFT because I don't want it. <laughs> Maybe the family members in the community buy it. I don't know. Oh wow. It, it makes me think of, you know, pet rocks and beanie babies, right? And this is something that that comes up 
when we talk about the value of things and the crazes and the bubbles and all of this stuff. I have to say, the fact of the matter is, Pet Rock still does remain a quintessential example of you know injecting value into something that nobody ever thought there was value exactly. be- in before. Uh, just the fact that we still quote it as something as an example says something about uh, you know what's going on there. But yeah, I have to agree. I don't know that I'm running out the door to get this specific I, one. <laughs> I have I have a pet rock. Do you really? Yeah. No. It, yeah. One. It was. It was. It, uh, it, it was built by my nine year old. Oh wow! So if we asked, painted it and put eyes and everything. <laughs> so Jeff, if if we had asked what was his second most prized possession, we would have got that answer. The pet rock family pet rock. Got it. <laughs> this is something interesting. Okay, this is totally like almost totally off topic, but on topic. There was a, a local park that I go to with my son during quarantine. The little river running through it, and like the riverside, you could sit along. And somebody, some family, young family, had went to the trouble of actually painting a bunch of little rocks, you know. And one of them was, you know, painted pink, maybe some rainbow on it. And it was called a unicorn poop or something. They wrote that it was a unicorn poop on there, and mm-hmm. they they actually, I think it was like the guy that the the guy was like an accountant. He was using them as like little ads. <laughs> So you'd pick up this little rock and it was painted and it would say, oh, you know, call Joe. He's an accountant or whatever. And it gave like his website or something just to say that things like that exist. <laughs> you guys, you guys want to do something cool? Do this to do this in your house. You know, the eggs, the egg, uh, open the egg, uh, the dozen, right? The carton. Yeah. The carton and grab one of them and put some eyes on it, paint them very nice, some eyes, right? And with a, and with a smile like this, and uh, it's gonna be the last egg eaten, right? <laughs> and, and and I gotta tell you one thing: my wife couldn't eat it; she didn't want it. <laughs> oh, what a great! I, I'm, I'm gonna do that experiment right after this podcast. That's what I'm doing. Excellent! Do it, do it. Amazing. All right. So should we wrap it up or do we want to pick out some more of these cookie NFTs? Yeah, no, I think man, we've had a great conversation. It's been amazing. Yeah, I think all these all these hot topics just highlight the expansiveness of the NFT, you know, universe or metaverse. Right? Definitely. It's never ending. So okay, guys. Well, we've reached the outer limit at the edge of NFTs today. Thanks for exploring with us. We've got space for more adventurers on this starship. So invite your friends and recruit some cool strangers that will make this journey all so much better. How? Go to iTunes right now, rate us and say something cool, then go to edgeofnft.com to dive further down the rabbit hole. Before we break though, Carmelo, where can listeners go to learn more about you and the projects that you're working on? I think the best place is to go to, just go to polkacity.io and uh, look at the uh, uh, bottom right of the page and, you know, we have all the social networks there and, you know, you can reach us Telegram and and we have a uh, reddit and and discord and and every every place right there so yeah go the the best way to find me is right now at the moment is in telegram or if you have something more important and reach me via linkedin search for my name Um, there's not too many carmelo millians and you'll find me there too beautiful thanks so much for joining us carmelo thank you guys for having me It it was fun okay we've reached the outer limit at the edge of nfts today Thanks for exploring with us. We've got space for more adventures on this starship, so invite your friends and recruit some cool strangers that will make this journey all so much better. Out, go to iTunes right now, rate us, and say something cool. 
then go to edgeofnft.com to dive further down the rabbit hole.